Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 111. I, uh, one of the things I love about Southern California, um, and I know, look, I never imagined in a million years that I'd be living in California. So here's what I'll say. Uh, California is everything beautiful that you could imagine. I, I mean, really is. It has mountains. It's got, you know, vineyards and, you know, oceans and snow and warm weather. I mean, it's just it really is for that for those things, just an amazing place to live. So today, and so every time I, I talk about California or about what I'm doing, I always feel a bit guilty because I feel like I'm kind of, California people used to just kind of drive me crazy because they were like, oh my gosh, the sun and then the beach. And I'm like, okay, guy, you know, but I've become that person, totally become that person. So I'm going to do some bragging on what I got to do today. And I hope you all forgive me. But uh, today was an awesome day, just a beautiful day. I've got to go down to the beach. And if you know, like I have this new motto about it's uh, that I need to run away, but I need to run away in a really healthy way. I used to run away like in really negative ways. You know, I would just always be busy or always be gone. And so I'm like, how do I run away? Because I think it's important, you know, for me to detach I want to run away in a positive way. So that's my kind of running to the beach. It's my other sanctuary. I have my sanctuary here on the front porch and I have my other one in the ocean. And I just had an awesome day. My, my daughter like jumped on my back and I got to paddle out with her and then they found crabs. And it was just one of those really beautiful, we we went with friends. So it was just like really beautiful, really meaningful with them and just a really, really great time. So I hope that you have had a day like that, um, either in the past and the, or, or in, on your hopefully, hopefully moving towards one, uh, in the present or in the future, because it is a really, really great way to slow down and just go, wow, this is so amazing. So beautiful. No matter where you are, that slowing down and, and that's kind of been a reoccurring theme. If you've been listening, slowing down, watching what God's doing all around you. And when you do that, it's just like, wow, it's amazing. I got a buddy who's, he got a, like a a camper or whatever, and he goes up with his family and they just go in the woods and they just chill. Like they have the best time as a family. I'm like, it's so awesome. You know, he's a busy guy. He's got lots going on and she's busy and she's got lots going on, but they slow down and they enjoy that time with their family. So I hope you get to do that. Um, For those of you who continue to listen to this podcast, high five. Thank you so much. Love that we're doing this together, figuring it out together. Thank you for those of you who continue to subscribe. And uh, for those of you who uh, send those off on your social media feeds, that really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are making donations on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash front porch confessional. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That means the world to me. I and now I find myself saying this almost with every single passage, and it's because I, I've spent some time, you know, thinking through these passages. And so when I say I'm pumped on a passage, I'm pumped on a passage, and uh, I really am excited about this passage. I I started reading this book uh, called Gentle and Lowly. If you want a really good book to read through, it's a great book. Um, and this passage came out of that book in my reading, and I was blo- floored 
by this book, floored by this verse. It like punched me in the face. I had to sit with it for a while and go, wow, I have, I need to reconsider, rethink some things about Jesus that I have, I, maybe I've, I've just taken for granted. So here's your passage, our passage, 1 John 2, 1, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Woo. My little children, uh, this is again repeating it, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Um, interesting. I, I remember, you know, when we first started going to the hospital and when Cooper was sick, if many of you don't know, like my son was diagnosed with leukemia when he was eight. And I remember going to the hospital and we're like, we know nothing. We know nothing. Obviously, I know nothing about cancer. I know nothing about like hospitals, like in the way that we were going to have to experience. I know nothing about social workers. We had a social worker. I had no idea what all the names of the, you know, Vincristine and all these different names of chemotherapies and the concoctions. And, and then we had a clinic we had to go through and then he had to get lumbar, I mean, lumbar punctures. And I mean, so complex, so many things going on every appointment. I mean, we were at the hospital it felt like every week for three and a half years it was insane and in the beginning we were like kind of spinning out because we didn't know any of this stuff we didn't know any of you know a and c they this it's like a blood count they had all the different levels they give you these sheets every single week to review where his blood's at and where it's at and what's going on and we didn't have a clue but over a period of time we started to learn what this cancer was and we also got to watch and observe our son every day in the midst of it with the concoctions the way his body reacted the way in for cooper he processed the chemo really slow and so we would watch that and and so we remember this one moment it might have been like two years in and Cooper would get like really sick later on in the process, which isn't necessarily the case. Usually they get they get sick in like two or three days afterward after they get the chemo. But Cooper was like way late. And all of a sudden he started getting sicker and sicker. And we're like, hey, gang, I feel like um, he's not really recovering before we give him the next dose. And, they, and we kind of went bantering back and forth with one another. And honestly, my wife was the one who's watching this. She, one of her gifts, I would say, is she's very observant. And she can kind of like see what's going on, very discerning. And so she's watching Cooper and watching what the medicine's doing to his body and watching how he's crashing and how it's affecting him. And then eventually it affected his liver. And so finally, we just said, we've got to stop. Like, this isn't working the way it's supposed to work. And, you know, for the doctors and the nurses, they've got all this training. They've got, they've been doing this with all these other kids. But for Patty, she had to advocate for Cooper. Something's not right. We need to figure it out. And so we had to do this consult. We brought our team in and said, listen, here's what we're watching. 
this this chemo is he he's it's delayed and sure enough it was delayed and as a result of that delay it was building up and in his liver and it was shutting down his liver which was causing him immense amount of pain but patty stepped in and she advocated for our boy because she loved him and she wanted the best life for him uh, for him this is such a beautiful picture of what Jesus does for us. What I sincerely love about this story about Cooper is that he really didn't know that he needed an advocate. And yet his loving mother went on his behalf. I love that. He wasn't aware. He was going through the process as well. He didn't know he needed an advocate. And he didn't know he needed somebody to step in his place. But His mom did it anyway. We are sinners and we keep on sinning. But many of us never slow down to understand what really and really, really understand the saving work, what the saving work of Jesus, what it did on the cross, but also the work that he still does. That's really, really important. You see, I think most people, and and I was included in this, most people believe that Jesus was born, he lived, he died, he rose again, and then he ascended into heaven, and then he kind of retired, right? Like he's up in heaven. Yeah, he's preparing a place for us, but he's kind of chill about it, right? You know, at this point, it's been 2,000 years. He's a creator of the universe. He can't be working that hard, right? So he kind of like hanging out. Like he's done. He's done his work. He did the hard stuff, right? You died, you rose again. You, you did the hard stuff. But here's, here's what's really, really interesting. That's simply not true. And we don't, it's simply not true. And we need to kind of understand and figure out what is actually happening here. If that's the case, if that's really who Jesus is, we're missing, or what we believe that, if we really believe that of Jesus, we're missing a greater picture of who Jesus is. He advocates for us in love. Now. It's his love that allowed him to die, and it's his unfathomable love that continues that work in heaven. This passage says this. Jesus is constantly going before the Father on our behalf, your behalf, because we are sinners. Listen to John's words to this early church. If you don't want to sin, or I don't want you to sin, but if you do, Jesus has got you. He didn't just save you when he died and rose from the dead. He died on the cross, rose from the grave. He continues that work in heaven before the Father. He is righteous and holy, and therefore he goes to the Father as the perfect sacrifice for our sins, but he also is able to stand before God in our place and advocate for us. This is mind-blowing. This is like revolutionary. I hope that wherever you are, you just pause for a moment and go, whoa, 
I have had a perspective on Jesus that he kind of was done. And now we have the Holy Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit's convicting us. He's doing his work. And, and we just kind of forget about Jesus. We just kind of put Jesus in the passages of Scripture that we read in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And what's being proclaimed here to us is this. No, no, no. He went to heaven and he continues that work that he was doing here on earth in heaven before the Father because he loves us. He loves you. What does this really, really mean, though? How should this impact us? We should be thankful. And we, we should worship him for this ongoing work. Don't just worship him for the work he did. Praise him for the work he's doing. This understanding should impact it should definitely impact the way we love and treat others. What it should do is this. If Jesus is doing this for us, how are we advocating for others who are caught and burdened by injustice? Right? I, I think you've heard on this podcast how deeply I've been kind of burdened for the pastors in India who are being persecuted like in, in pastors who are in Christians who are being persecuted around the world. I, I have the sense inside of me, I need to do something about that. And I'm working so hard to try to advocate for these people. But why? Because it's a good thing? Sure. But because, G, because Jesus is advocating for me and I want to go advocate for others. How beautiful. Do we want to start reconciling our society, our world, back to the Father? It will be this work of advocating for justice. Having mercy on people. Caring, loving, sacrificially in the same way that Jesus does it. For that, Jesus isn't stopping his work. So don't stop yours. Jesus continues his work in front of the Father on your behalf and on my behalf. We need to do the same for others. And we need to let Jesus be Jesus. And let us learn to be Jesus to others. So the question I've been working through is this. How will understanding this passage change the way you see Jesus and live your life? Father God, <laughs> thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you go on our behalf and you advocate to the Father. Father, you hear your son, Jesus, advocating for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. As we depend upon you to advocate for us, we go advocate for others for your glory and your honor. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next.